After Buzzers, it is finally here. We've done it. We've made it all the way to the end. We're talking season eight, episode 13, the season finale of American Ninja Warrior, so you are not going to want to miss it. You're tuning into <laughs> the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, man, I am going to miss, miss it? this. Yeah. See, my, my weekly Wednesday night party, MC Chris, Flashing Strobe Lights, Chris Howard Live. See, I liked it because you called it MC Chris, and I always thought it was me. So it was, thought, but was you good. are also MC Chris. <laughs> you can also MC Chris Howard. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Guys, we did it. We finally made it. It's season eight, episode 13. We're talking the season finale. What's that? <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Guys, it's finally time. We did it. We're here at the season finale. We're going to be talking season eight, episode 13, the Vegas finals of American Ninja Warriors. So don't you dare go anywhere. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, there we go. See, that's my, my weekly Wednesday night party. I'm going to miss the hell out of this. Is this a party? Absolutely. Right. We got MC Chris over the speakers. MC, The other MC Chris, MC Chris right here next to me. We're talking season eight, episode 13, the season finale, Vegas finals of American Ninja Warrior. It has been an insane season. Absolutely. Up to this, this point. has been fantastic. It's been a whole lot of fun, and I'm thrilled to be here in our finale. Absolutely. Now, the original plan, the original plan, of course, the, always the best intentions. We're going to have special guest Matt Eisman, Akbar Bajbiamilo, right here in studio joining us. Of course, this being Hollywood, this being the world as it is, things happen, schedules get mixed up. So we're still hoping to get them in, but if not, we're your hosts, as we've always been this whole season. My name is Ty Matthews. You can find me on social media at Ty Matthews PMA. And of course, I'm my lovely and talented. Your, I'm your lovely and talented co-host. I'm Chris Howard, and uh, yeah, we have the the boy that's going on and on and playing. I think it's because Alexis is. Fixed. Oh no, it's She's we, we need to keep this going while the music's going. I we need to keep this. this going. We are so grit and off. We're like off the grid. Gritty reality here. You're damn right we are. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, but. but uh, we're, they're having an after party right now for American Ninja Warrior. Of course, of course. It's a big week, obviously, for all the hosts. And it's, so we're waiting for them. Hopefully they're going to be able to make it before the end of the episode. So absolutely. We'll our fingers crossed. Either way, either way, we're going to have a magical, a truly magical after show tonight. A gritty, down, dirty, Hollywood <laughs> after show. Did you, did you plug your social media? Did you tell them where they could I find did. you? I did. You know what I did was I just I, I forwarded your tweet. There you go. it's so much less effort. There but you that, go. Not that I don't care, but we'll, I, we'll plug it again at the end of the show, absolutely. just like I, just like we always do. <laughs> yeah, but right. guys, thank you so so much if you've been joining us this whole season, or if you're joining us for the first time right now. Welcome either way. We thank you so so much. Remember, if you're on iTunes, download, comment, review, subscribe, rate five stars. If you're nasty, if you're on YouTube, leave us a thumbs up, leave us a comment. Let's all talk about Ninja Warrior, and hell, let's talk about it in between seasons. There's so much to get into. There is. We have a we had a, an incredible episode tonight. I mean, incredible. It was. You know, there was exciting highs, highs and high, lows. Yeah, highs and lows. Exactly. And Thank lows. you for uh, grabbing that and putting it into <laughs> substance. So let's talk about 
First of all, let's talk about the fact that in stage one mm-hmm. of the Vegas course, 73 finalists were knocked out. Oh, my God. When I heard that number, I thought, son of a gun. Unbelievable. This has been a tough course. They did not want to give that million dollars away. Definitely. <laughs> right. Exactly. Got to hold on to that. Not going to have another Isaac. So, yeah, so we only had 16. Uh, seven, I believe was it, it might have been 17. It might have been 17. 17 okay. 73. I cannot. That's I couldn't even. Lot. I didn't even realize that that many people had made it to Vegas. Yeah, me either. I mean, that was that's insane that but that it took so many people out. And how much fun is it to see Jesse go with them? I mean, oh, my go God. With the Abs- people to absolutely. Yeah. Very, very much so. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this course. Let's talk about the stage two course of Las Vegas. Uh, first, it's it, now it's almost like a greatest hits of the hardest obstacles of the season. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was it a very seemed, difficult course. It seemed like more than one of these obstacles were kind of like roided up versions of the ones that we saw <laughs> in, in the city finals. Yeah, it really, they seemed very similar. There was a familiarity with them, but different. Same exactly. thing, but different. Right? Exactly. So we start out with the giant ring swing. Of course, the ring swing, as always, ninjas swing on a ring. As the name implies, they try to hook that onto a hook, grab onto another ring, make another swing, and then grab onto a uh, to I believe it's a, it's a rope. Up, leads them up onto a platform. Right. Now next is the down up salmon ladder. Oh my gosh. Which I didn't even real. I guess I didn't even realize that physically this was even possible. Yeah, you don't think it goes that way. It's like a toilet flushes backwards right. in Australia. It's exactly. like, who, who thinks of that? Exactly. So <laughs> ninjas must work their way down the salmon ladder first, uh, turn around, if that's their, their style, their prerogative, make a jump, and make their way back up another salmon ladder. Absolutely, a um, lot of lot of lot of activity that we haven't seen before, and when you re- you reverse something like that, that throws a wrench in the works that could take everything out. You know it's exactly. Like, it's a, it's a completely different ballgame. Right. So next up is the Wave Runner. Now the Wave Runner is reminiscent of the hourglass drop that we saw in uh, in courses past. Ninjas must grab onto a board, keep it from tilting. It it can tilt either way. This was a bitch oh boy this was tough yeah yeah so they gotta they gotta hold up their their body weight on this board my god so kind of shimmy their way forward to the to the very end of that board make a jump to another pyramid shaped board (laughs) that starts narrow and then gets wide i think this took out more than anybody else it took out a whole lot of people uh from the wave runner it's the butterfly wall now the butterfly wall reminded me a little bit of the the propeller bar that we saw last week yeah I'll, i'll tell you i didn't see giving a lot of people trouble on that one i thought it was almost like a we're gonna let you walk through this one <laughs> right 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 well hell yeah if you're even lucky enough to make it that right. far here you get a rest on this so ninjas and ninjas they have to jump from a mini trampoline onto kind of this horizontally rotating wall spins around grab onto a rope from there make their way up a wall uh next up is the double wedge now the wedge was one of the most unforgiving obstacles we've seen all season absolutely but hell why not make Let's it put two? two. <laughs> Let's why not make it double? So you must make it past a first wedge, jump from that bar to another one, and then make it past a whole other wedge before you can finally get to the wall flip. And the wall flip reminded me a little bit of those kind of the tire flips that you see like martial artists and fighters exactly. do during their training. Yeah, you think is it a strength thing? Is it an endurance thing? It's it's both. It's got to be both for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so if you can make it past those three wall flips, you can make it up, hit that buzzer, and make it on to stage three. 
Fantastic, and that's stage three is a whole nother beast. Exactly. <laughs> do you remember? Do you have them written down? All the all the things. Oh, the, on stage oh, oh we'll we'll get we to get, that. All right, well, one piece at a time. We'll get to that <laughs> once we get past stage two. Let, so, if we do, if if yeah, exactly. <laughs> a big old if, especially tonight. So let's talk about Michael Torres, the youngest ever to compete in stage one. Twenty one years old. Twenty one years old. Unbelievable. Yeah, just a youngster. He's a little um, uh, tadpole. He's the guy that barely, barely finished stage one. I think with maybe a second or two remaining but how cool is that very inspirational gets to go to vegas he's here and he's the first one up on 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 the course exactly and i believe who's here i believe we've got a special (laughs) guest here (laughs) just in the nick of time how are you how how are you doing sorry i just left the finale party (laughs) oh my god how are you this was it we just had a rap party tonight quite the entrance though. i'm a little i know right (laughs) it's nice i finally I finally get to uh, be an out. Oh, you guys didn't say. M- Matt Eisberg. Oh, well, oh, we're getting there. <laughs> okay, we wanted to get situated. Well, we How are you guys? Wanted to let yeah. everyone get all set up. Do you up. have any kind of little thing you want us to say? Or no. Have you written a book or anything like that? No. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Absolutely. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of American Ninja Warrior himself, Mr. Matt Eisman. What's up, guys? Fantastic. This is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. See After Buzz. Like, like, I feel like we've made it now. <laughs> having a show on After Buzz. <laughs> And then it's we awesome. have, did you know that you have an after show of the after show? It's all. <laughs> you it's had no all, idea. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's just a, a whole snake eating its tail situation. It's here. incredible. Uh, but thank you so, so much for joining yeah. us. We've had such a blast talking about this whole season. It's been up an to incredible season. It really has. Now, coming off, obviously, you're coming from the after party. It's yeah. got to be a big week wrapping up a season. Yes. Tell us a little bit about, about your, your feelings of this season. Uh, every you know. It's interesting because last season we had two people get to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And for people who didn't know that the history of Sasuke, that that means the course is going to get more. You look, even if nobody wants to, the course still gets harder because the ninjas are always getting better. And I thought this was just an amazing season. And, you know, we really started to realize that for people win in different ways. And that was one of the things last night or, or Monday night, I guess it was mm. when, when the episode ended and uh, some people said some people, you know, I had a couple people say, wow, no one won. And then other people said, um, man, I've never felt so fulfilled watching people fall. And I, I think, <laughs> I think one of the things that the show's gotten much better at is telling the stories and getting people to know the athletes. Right. Cause otherwise it's people running up and down a course for two, the same thing for two hours. Yeah. And I think we've done a great job about telling the stories. And I just thought the stories we got to tell this year, they just keep getting better. It's amazing. Oh, sure. I mean, that's one of the, one of our favorite things to talk about is just the people that are there cheering them on, whether it's friends, whether it's family, whether it's students. The camaraderie like is amazing. Like seeing Drew Dreschel go out mm-hmm. and then immediately with tears in his eyes start cheering for Daniel Gill and seeing the sincerity of it where it's like, hey, I, I, you know, you, he wanted this guy to do well because he respects the sport and how much it means for these guys and girls to to hit a buzzer, particularly on stage three. And you got to know that for him emotionally, he's got to be going through a lot of things at that moment where he, he makes the choice to then say, yeah. hey, go. And it's hard. And I think that's that's one of the things is is to get to see that, to see this this guy have, have you know, because Drew was confident he could do it. Mm. And um, he knows he has the skills to get through it and to feel like this was his year, to, to not realize the dream and then to to turn around and have to cheer for someone else i think it's it's just it symbolizes though what why this show is unlike anything else any other sport or any other show 
where there's this genuine community that's been built and and how welcoming the veterans are to rookies and to new competitors and how they open up their gyms, their houses, their lives, their skills, their abilities, their time and to to embrace these new competitors. It's it's unlike anything. You guys are like a, a, a... Uh, one of those uh, following dead what, what was that old uh, Grateful Dead bands where they travel yes. out you got you, like your own little get Grateful in, Dead get in the band get in the band hey have some you know have some drugs and stuff uh, can I, let me ask you at what point did you know that nobody was going to make it through stage uh, very few would make it through stage one, well so that was interesting stage one we didn't know it was going to be as hard as it was and particularly last year I think we had 30 36 finishers mm. we, we had a record number of finishers and this year, you know, when you see Travis Rosen and Jeff Britton go out on the very first obstacle, and I, 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 there were certainly some obstacles that are tough. You know, the giant log grip, the dismount on that was so hard, I think, and it's, it's hard for them to figure out. And I think what you see is no one has a certain strategy. And I, I think one of, the, one of the, the elements that Akbar and I talk about so much is the physicality is the obvious thing when you look at it. But the mental approach, I think, is every bit as important, and it's harder to to quantify. But for these athletes to, you know, people, I don't know, you know, people grasp, they don't know what they're going to face. They don't get a practice on it, and you get one shot. And you can watch people going through it, but when you get up there, you can see it on the log, but people weren't sure, like, how am I visualizing this, this landing? What am I doing here? And in the back of their mind, they're like, the clock is ticking. I can't just hang up there and let it swing. And so I, I think just seeing that, that the difficulty they had with, with figuring out stage one, and when you see when you see guys like Britton or Rosen go out on the first obstacle, it gets in the heads of the other competitors. Mm. And I think we started to see that where success can breed success, but failure can really propagate as well. So it was it was a tough it was a really tough course, but we didn't know. And the flying squirrel was tough too, right. because that one chewed up a lot of time. And you know, you, we only saw a couple guys come down, like um, Nick um, Nick Hansen, the Eskimo Ninja, who mm. times out. Where, but I think a lot of athletes felt the pressure of the clock. And it's just right there in their oh face. Oh my yeah. god! You almost and saw it's it. Tough. Like you saw it in Jesse's face when she stood up there that she felt challenged. And mm-hmm. it, and you saw, you know, that was what was interesting. Talking to Megan Martin, who was the first one to like get to the warped wall on stage one, and she said the difficulty of it. This was something Makoto Nagano, who's one of the guys who got total victory in Sasuke, had said: mm-hmm. a rookie will never do it on the first try because you just can't know mentally what you're facing and Megan had said that where she's like my god I was so gassed from running through stage one because you know previously in qualifying in CD finals you don't have a clock just survive um and I, I think for stage one it's just a different approach and for Megan and and you know Jesse I think it was such a good experience last season not getting through it I think she figured out what she needed to and physically she just gets stronger and stronger. Oh yeah. So I, I had a I had a whole bunch of ninjas over Monday night. We were live tweeting the finale. As a, <laughs> she shows up. She shows up and she goes in the backyard. She's like, I, I can I use your backyard to do push-ups? She did a hundred push-ups. I'm like, oh my God, Jesse. She's never still. But that's you know, that's why she's amazing. Absolutely. Now we've we've had such a blast talking about the show this whole season. We bring it to you guys for free. 
Part of the way that we do that is through companies like DraftKings.com. Let me tell you guys a little bit about DraftKings.com. See, football season's finally here, and it's time to put your fantasy knowledge to the test to win your share of a hundred grand in DraftKings free week one contest. Now that's right, DraftKings is hosting a free contest this weekend with a hundred thousand dollars in total prizes up for grabs. DraftKings.com is the destination for one week fantasy football, and you know what one week one week fantasy football means? That means no season long commitments you can play whenever you want with the players you want you just pick your contest draft your players follow your team live you can renew old rivalries with friends to prove that you're the superior gm or you can try 50 50 contests where the top half of all entries win cash DraftKings even has contests exclusively for beginners now all you need to do is you got to hurry on over to draftkings.com use that code buzz that's b-u-z-z and you can play for free in this weekend's hundred thousand dollar fantasy contest now this contest it's a hundred percent free so there's no reason not to play again that's code buzz b-u-z-z to play for free for your share of a hundred grand this weekend only at draftkings.com eligibility restrictions may apply there's something for everyone at DraftKings.com. I, well done. I feel like we need a fantasy expert. If only I knew someone. <laughs> I'm hoping he comes through the door right now. He's supposed to be coming. Oh, is he coming? That would be, be, right. be such beautiful time. I, mean, he, I he, wish he, I could make that happen. We, 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 we were leaving <laughs> from the finale. Did I, I, I sound fine. like a, the name of a genie or something. That we just oh, make it so. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you talked about, about the kind of the mental aspect mm-hmm. and the pressure that can get to people. And one of the, one of the times that I really thought about that in this episode was when Joe Moravsky, the the weatherman, was making his run because he had never, ever failed on stage two before. And each time that you make it, that pressure has got to get more and more challenging. Like, am I going to do it again? And he, it was that wave runner. It was that wave runner that did that him in, that did so many one. other people in. It's brutal. It's a brutal, unforgiving obstacle. And it was the thing they talked about. A lot of them said that on the, the giant ring swing, that you just, you, Ian Dory told me this. You know, when he went out last year on the, on the uh, um, flying bars mm. on stage three, this guy is a world-class climber. And he was like, I was over-gripping. And they burn out their grip strength so rapidly on it. And I think the ring swing was such a tough first obstacle that they just start burning it out and then into the salmon ladder. And that's, you know, that's what did Jesse in on there too, where it's just, you, you start getting, you just, you get pumped, you get pumped. And when they lose it, they're just like, they, they just, their, their fingertips will not function. And, And for even someone like Morovsky, who's, you know, I think he and Britain both, I think we're a little bit shocked in the Philadelphia City Finals when they didn't complete the course. Right, right. And I think both of them took, you know, it took a, um, I know for Britain, it, uh, the pressure of having been perfect last year and having it not be enough and then coming back and having <sighs> to try to redo it with, with, with so much expectations. I think that for both of them and, you know, Joe, who is a fierce Competitor, Oh, yeah. And so mentally tough, because he's not the most physically, don't take this wrong, <laughs> he's not the most physically gifted person out there. Sure. But I think he works as hard as anyone, and mentally, I think he always has a, a game plan out there. But that's, honestly, people were frustrated, but I'm like, that's what makes this show so awesome, is that at any second, a run can end. For anyone. For anyone. Or, but the, on the other hand, you could see a run that you'll never forget, a moment you know, where someone does, you know, Jesse Graff, where you're just like, is this going to be the time when history's made? That's awesome. But you, you, until they hit that buzzer, nothing's guaranteed. Oh, and you never know. it, And it doesn't even necessarily get down to, to, to physical prowess. I mean, we've seen 
brick, brick shit houses yeah. like Mac Rush, you know? Oh. Like, he is so remarkably agile for 220 pounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, you know, we, we see so many different body types. We yeah. see young, we see old. We were just talking, right before you came in, we were talking Michael Torres, the youngest ever to compete yeah. on stage one. And then we saw, we saw guys even. Even on the other uh, end of the, the age John spectrum. John Stewart's still doing it out there. Exactly, exactly. He's, he's got, he's he got kids from 31 to 7. He's 55, 55 now. 55. 55. <laughs> and he like shattered his collarbone just before last season. Look, look and we only have a fantasy <laughs> expert. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome. Fantastic scene. Thanks man. for coming in. Putting you right down here. Man, I tell you, you can't ever trust navigation. <laughs> <laughs> we were happy to have you guys navigate your way here after the party, because that's really cool. I know. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, coming out. Now, we, we were just talking about DraftKings, just talking yeah. about fantasy football. Oh, so, of course, oh, perfect you timing. You need some other Perfect timing. <laughs> you, God knows I do. Yeah. God knows I do. <laughs> I barely know a thing about real football. Finally playing fantasy football for the first time. Did you really? We're getting into it. Oh, I, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I had a pretty good victory this past week. Okay. We'll talk about that off mic. Uh, <laughs> but we were just we were talking about the, the impact that age plays on the course from from guys like Michael Torres at 21 to guys like John Stewart at 54 you yep. know you you never know who is going to make it all the way and I wanted to ask you guys who were who were some of the ones this whole season that kind of that shocked you the most with how well they did or how far they got you, you know for me I'd probably say Zach Gowan I, that that yeah. one still lives in my head oh, I, yeah. I mean you know I've seen so many guys you know playing in the NFL you know play through torn this and you know sprain this but to see a guy go out there and pull off a leg and you know a prosthetic leg and, and run the course with one leg oh, to yeah. me it will, will stand out forever uh because that's passion uh, that's making absolutely no excuses and i remember that night matt looking to me and going hey like what's your excuse <laughs> exactly. i mean i thought about that i was like geez you have no excuse when you see you know a man go out there and attempt a course that requires so much agility with two legs, I mean, you know, and he does it with one. Yeah, that was impressive. That is pretty absolutely. Nice. And uh, apologies, of course. I was was so excited to see you. Completely forgot to give your introduction, ladies and gentlemen. The other voice oh. of American Ninja <laughs> oh, Warrior, hey. Mr. Akbar Badger Biamela. Okay. Oh, you got it. Okay. Oh, I got it. Did, Matt, oh, no. I got you. Matt, Matt, Matt was training you up beforehand. Huh? He didn't say a word. <laughs> I've been. He knew this stuff. I mean, this guy does his own. Episode work. one. <laughs> episode one. I got it. Chris. Chris was yeah, very I was blown impressed. away. I'm like, I'm still wrestling with it. Can, can I, I say, can I say something much. on a personal yeah. note? Yeah, yeah. My son takes Wing Chun classes. Just you're kidding. Three or four blocks from here. Oh, I was, oh, oh that? that's my son's Wing Chun class. <laughs> Is it Wing Chun? Yeah, yeah. I bet. Wait, what am I? That's not very convenient for you. <laughs> you're down in the South Bay. I, I know, but because he really wants this. This is the Grandmaster. We met the Grandmaster at Ip Man Three. Uh, that does the Wing Chun. Oh. He actually worked with Bruce Lee, and he recommended this Which class. Which grandmaster was it? Because I, I, I grandmaster, I can't think of his William name. William Chung, it's, by any chance? Oh, uh, Will, uh, William Chung is a good friend of mine. Yeah, he's yeah. an older guy. He's like seventy-five Very years old. Very old. He was Bruce Lee's best friend. Yes, we yes, 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 yes. Good friend. Yes, and I met him, and he says, "Here, I want you to call uh, Sifu somebody." And so, anyways, we went out, and so I drive him oh, down how cool here. Is that? Yeah, and I go hang out at the Ninja Warrior office while he's in class because like hang out with us. Warrior office. Exactly. <laughs> now, oh, that's but, cool. I can watch it for an hour, but not four hours. <laughs> now we talked about you know yeah the the people that that shocked you the most going far. What about tonight? Now even the the last couple episodes we've talked about some of the upsets that we've seen with the veterans and with kind of the old guard uh, that haven't quite made it. Was there anyone that you were genuinely like probably the most shocked that they that they didn't quite make it? 
Hmm. So I know I, there's a lot. Here's the thing: like we've we've stopped making predictions mm-hmm. because you just you realize it's so hard to get through it. And and I hesitate to even say anyone fails because sure. the reality is, you know, we learned like Caldero last year fell on the body prop uh, in the city finals. Like it's 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 next to it's it's designed to be hard. So, but but I would say, um, you know, Morovsky's obviously I think was a shock. I was sure. I was I was devastated for Flip. Because I know how how hard he's been working, and to go out on a technicality, even though people, you know, the rules were clearly explained sure, to them. Sure, they, sure, they, sure. They Do you think that was his strategy to just? No, see? I think I think it was a moment. I, I I think in the moment he felt, you know, his grip was giving out, and I think he he propelled himself through. His little mental error didn't probably think I, I it think through. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But Jeff Britton was the other one that was, uh, uh, you know, a shocker. Right. Oh, uh, sure. Me, just you know, seeing that happen so fast and just. You know, I really wanted to see him, you know, get the millions. Right, uh, right, of course. You know, so, uh, but it, yeah, it didn't happen for him. And it's, yeah, you know, seeing guys like, especially Jake Murray and Thomas Stillings yeah. tonight, that really got me because we talked a little last week about how there's, you know, there's the veterans. There's there's your Jeff Brittons and there's and there's Casey Catanzaro's and stuff like that. And then there's this sort of, this new class that almost, they seem bulletproof. You know, Jake Murray, it seemed like, nothing was giving him yeah. any bit of trouble. And then to see him go down, it's just like, it knocks the wind out of you when I, it happens. And he was having so much fun on the right. yeah. exactly. <laughs> I, I think that's the one that, I mean, I just wanted the fun to happen. I mean, oh, sure. He's kind of like, without the bad boy mentality, he's like the Dennis Rodman of <laughs> of Ninja Warrior. Just sure. because he's got a lot of flair. He does whatever the heck he wants. I mean, we're talking about corn dog. Oh. We're not we're not talking about the course here. We're talking, <laughs> we said he's the corn dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about corn dog. Corn dog and the goggles were solid. <laughs> yeah, right. Honestly, his post run interview, like seeing how heartbroken he was for a guy who's normally so lighthearted right. and fun. You realize how much effort they put into it and, and that they know that's you know, that's it. That's their shot for a year. Now they gotta wait another year. For a shot at the chorus. But I don't think people realize, Matt, how hard that is and, and what that really means. Just imagine your favorite sport. I think football, we can now say, is America's sport, right? Sure. Just imagine your team, your favorite team loses one game and then they can't play until the following season. Yeah, that's. I mean, they're just out. They can't compete anymore in the season. I mean, that's the equivalent. I mean, maybe it's a little hard to kind of put that together, but that's hard on them. So that's why you see that. But that honestly, that's why Daniel Gill is so impressive in his sophomore year. That we look at, we don't look at him as a guy who's in his second year of competition. I think he's he's shown himself to be so gifted and such a good competitor. But I mean, to make it all the way to to stage three with in such a brutal year. I think he's shown that he is, he's the real deal. And Drew is, of course, as well. But we had a yeah. question, actually, we wanted to ask you about uh, Casey. Mm-hmm. We didn't think she made it to Vegas. And then we saw her in Vegas. So wild cards. Yeah, so well, we do well, wild cards. Okay. Yeah, we do. You know, I thought I wasn't putting you on the spot, am I? No, no, no. And, you know, we, I, don't, I don't know if we did, because a lot of people had that question, so I don't think we did a good enough job addressing it. Always, mm-hmm. always in Vegas, we've had, you know, we'll have a guaranteed spot. But if okay. you look at it, you know, there are 15, so there were only 65 um, spots that were guaranteed and the rest were filled with wild cards and so people were saying you know why would Casey get this there were other people who were more who performed better and it's like well this the, the wild card is a very subjective category and right. part of it is the way I said it is like look Casey is still the only woman who's finished a city finals and for a lot of people she is the reason they discovered American Ninja sure. Warrior yeah. so regardless of what she I, I look at it as like Arnold Palmer is going to be teeing off at the Masters until they put him six feet under <laughs> right. and it's like he's got it and to sure. me 
what Casey what Casey has done in the past, she's had her struggles um, during the past few seasons. I still feel like she she but you know, and, and, she's and, and, and to be fair, I mean, when you look at how strong she is, and I think look, the, it is so difficult when you're talking about you know you know doing consecutive. Uh, obstacles like that and being on point and being money but she goes out there and she can do it she's the real deal this is not it's not like a freebie pass it was not like say oh because you're Casey I mean that's part of it because right. of what mm-hmm. she's done but she goes out there and she wrecks shops I mean so I mean I, I think that when you put the a, a group together for that Vegas because it's a, such a monster especially when you're there live looking at it you need strong competitors who are going to compete there, and uh, she's got the appeal too. I mean, we were yeah. glad to see yeah. her. Don't get us wrong. Sure. <laughs> no, 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 and that's yeah, we that's something again. Yeah. We, you know, a lot of uh, the reality is it was it was only Jesse, Megan, uh, Megan Martin, and uh, Jesse Lebrec who qualified for the women right. in Vegas, and the other women were there through wild cards. Okay, I was wondering. And about so that, yeah. you know, and that that's still part of it too, where you know, the women, the city finals courses are a little more upper body intensive and. It's very hard, and so we do want to have women competing on the biggest stage possible. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the wild cards were women, and we, you know, we get a lot of great people like Natalie Duran, Ooh. who've shown a lot of potential, Mary Beth Wong, and especially Team Ninja Warrior on Esquire has been a great proving ground to discover some new women. I mean, Erica Cook and Jerry Delio, who was I think are going to be some incredible talents um, that we've really. That have shown that they can perform, and now it's you know putting it together on the big and stage. It's always good to Ninja. see, especially on Team Ninja, to see you know new talent arrive. Right? Like, whoa, where, where was this one? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> it brings out a different competition level too. I oh, mean, sure, the intensity is uh, is it's it's great, and it's so, and a, a lot of the rookies that we saw this year. I mean, at hell, Adam Rail, you know, making it yeah. as as far as he did. It's it's insane to, to see rookie Ninja. Yeah, it was great. Concrete Ninja. It's always it's a, and it's always cool for us again. You know, we go into a season and we don't know, we don't know who, who's going to be, you know, you, you obviously have money, you know, you'll think Caldero's going to do Great Britain or whatever. But sure. You, you know, does this happen to you when you start watching, we start watching the videos uh, and the submission videos. And before you know it, I start taking my notes. If you, I, I should, I don't have my notepad here. And I'll say, oh, I like this one. Oh, I like this one. Oh, I like this one. Before you know it, I have all these people that I like and I think that are going to do great. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to this person. You know, and then boom, and then boom. You know, and obviously some of their stories are different, but uh, there's so many of them that you just fall in love with and you can't wait. To, but when reality sets in, like this is the real course, it's a whole different game. Right. Yeah. Wait, some of those, uh, some of those outtakes where you got Casey doing the flip and then landing in the spider. Oh, oh my god! god. Then, <laughs> but that's what you see is, and you see when you see them when you see them training on obstacles. Um, you realize so many people have worked so hard and they have amazing skills, but that's what makes makes it so special is to do it on the night of on obstacles that are a little different. You haven't trained on. You don't know exactly what the trampoline's like. You don't know how much space there is on that wall or what the what the purchase is going to be like on the ledges. It's what makes it. it it's just really. Yeah. We're kind of dicks. We're so hard. <laughs> Why so do you guys say it like that? <laughs> I feel. I mean, we do. You know, and that's. But honestly. And people say, you know, people have said like, oh, you made it too hard this year. And it's like, look, the ninjas don't want it to be easy. When they hit a buzzer, they want it to mean something. And they don't want us to dumb down the course or, or try to make We're it We're not giving out participation trophies. Yeah. Exactly. Right. exactly. Yeah, this is not a participation trophy type of show, uh, type of characters, type of athletes, type of, 
you know, host. Like, if you get it, you earn it. And that's right. why we're so passionate about it. Well, you guys, and I think it's what gives you your longevity, too. Because the people are going to be looking next year. If, if they couldn't make it past right. stage two. Oh, sure. So yeah. give us more. And, it's, and it's, it's worth noting that that million dollars only gets given away if you make it to that to the top of that mountain right. at the yeah. end of stage. Nobody got it. Yeah, in time. So, in I'm time. sorry. You know, funny, because last year, I remember prior to the winter, uh, Isaac Caldiero, the question used to be, like, is there ever going to be somebody... You know who's gonna win the show and who's gonna win the money, right? And now, like, who won this year? Who won this year? I just get, keep you know, got it. Who won this year? Who won this year? <laughs> Absolutely. Now we, you know, we talked about how unforgiving this course was. Only two competitors made it to stage three. Of course, Drew Dreschel, Daniel Gill. Now, Drew Dreschel, we saw some clips of him competing in Japan. Um, what are what are kind of some of the most notable differences you, you'd say between between Sasuke and American Ninja Warrior? I didn't see I didn't see the course this year. You know the the difficulty. You know they, they don't have qualifying. That that all happens in one day. Mm-hmm. So like when we went out there, the first two years I was on the show, we went to Japan, so we got to experience it. And you know you're out there at seven a.m. and they'll start running people through stage one, and it'll go. Until you know three, four, five in the morning, depending on how many people make it, if anyone to stage four. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think our course has has actually surpassed theirs in terms of difficulty. Mm. Um, they're they're different. They're, they're very different. You know, they obviously we we're inspired by them. I, I think you know based on what we've seen in the USA versus the World competition. Um, our athletes have caught up very quickly to the Japanese, and I think we've just we've we've embraced it. And part of it is. That's because it's a one-off show. It's a little harder, I think, for them to justify training. Literally, because we have so many more episodes and you'll have longer to participate. I think we give more people an opportunity. They have a hundred competitors a year, mm-hmm. and we'll have you know six fifty, seven hundred people oh, wow. get you know get get a shot on a qualifying course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're getting more people in there, and so I think we've caught up very quickly to them. Um, you know, but they're obviously very similar. You know, stage one is going to be a lot of agility. Stage two is going to be the hybrid. Stage three, same thing. No timer, and it's upper body intensive, and it's going to blast your grip. And they've come up with some insidious new obstacles. I think I think our obstacles, we're, we're more cognizant of the fact that it is a TV show. Right. So we'll have some that are going to be, you know, ours tend to be um, a little Visually, quicker. Yeah. We used to have ones, like, we, you know, I think of Rope Maze in Venice a couple years ago where, you know, that was... Lance Pekas was hung up for seven minutes on an obstacle. (laughs) Wow. You know, in Japan, they'll do that and cut it down for the special, but because we know with TV, you just can't have an obstacle like that. So our obstacles, I think, if, you know, you'll get some, um, like, spin cycle last year, you know, where it's kind of a do-or-die thing. You know, it happens quickly, and if you miss that transition, that was it. You were done. Right. Hmm. Yeah, so so Drew Dreschel, obviously, he, he makes it to stage three, but it's that... It's the hang climb. It's grabbing onto one of the footholds that it's yeah. it's in a in a second he's in the water. Yeah, and it's it's so hard. And you know, in hindsight, he was talking about I you know he's a mental lapse of the wrong position. But I, I, the other thing I think is that curved body prop is oh. so intense, and right. that's one where every muscle in your huh. body is firing. And I think it's so exhausting, and to then have to go right into the hang climb yeah. that doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah, that, that doesn't necessarily translate. Yeah, it's I call that really thing hard. I think. That thing was <laughs> exactly, it, it was, and yeah, you know the reality crazy. is they just done stage two. They were the only two um, who got through it. So you know they 
they, they we probably had about an hour between the stages. Maybe yeah, well, there wasn't a lot, not, of, not, not, lot of, not a lot of recovery time, between, right? Exactly between the two. But uh, I mean, especially I, I love the way they responded though, and the way they reacted to the the new twist that we put, especially on the uh, ultimate cliffhanger. Mm. Uh, I guess it would be the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate cliffhanger, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> there was a lot of transitions in that. Uh, in that ultimate cliffhanger, but have any of you guys ever tried it? We want to run. We want to do we, it. We're well, dying. Now, next year, I, I, next I, year you're in. We're dying. Really? Yeah. yeah. We're we don't have to go to the next one. No, seriously, you, you got to try it. I, I did it with Flip, and I mean, I'm embarrassed to say that I was not able to do the cliffhanger. Now, partly I have an excuse because my hands are huge. Jesus. I mean, they're really big, and I could not get my hand, and I couldn't support 260 on the right. It, it was just well, well now it's only 245 247 247 can I say I, I had a cake pop at the uh, oh uh, <laughs> you look great because you look like you've yeah. lost some weight I have yeah he's inspired me yeah. there you go lean uh, yeah I cut off honestly if you want to oh, look okay. skinny stand next to a guy who's 6'6 260 now that he's 247 <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta lose some weight I have to know is Stephen Amel from Arrow gonna run next year so I don't know if we can announce this yet um, I don't know. You, so you, we just found out that there is going to. This is. I hope I'm not spoiling this. Oh, this is great. I is this, this is just, I literally. We just. We just. TV Uh-oh. exclusive. <laughs> so we just found out tonight at this premiere party uh-huh. or wrap up party. Um, there's going to be a celebrity ninja warrior next year. That is cool. It's going to be in conjunction with the Red Nose Night, with the Red Nose Day. Okay. Um, And so we don't know which celebs are coming out, but Steven is is obviously going to be first choice. Who do you want? I I want Dwayne Johnson. Oh, of course. Of course. Tom Cruise. I've been calling him out because he does all his stunts. And I want to see, I mean, shoot, I mean, we've we've got guys 55, 56 years old doing this. Why not get Tom out there? Let's see what he can do. Um, I'd love to see a rapper out there. Um, uh-huh. And I don't know who it would be. Are you going to get uh, Kanye? Uh, hmm. he, he, he's going to do something. He's going to make up his own course. You know, you know who's a big fan of the show? It's Usher. Uh, really? Okay. Oh, Usher's a huge well, fan. He crushed it at yeah, Ellen. He, crushed, we he, did, he did the uh, Ellen show, yeah. He, but that was a that was a very um, a, simplified, a tame. Yeah, yeah exactly. but, no, but no, I saw he him. Still did great. I saw him at the ESPYS uh, recently, and he was just telling me he's been watching all the shows. He was like, "Man, I'm telling you, I can talk about the disc runner. Man, I could have killed the disc runner." <laughs> I'm like, "Really, dude? Like, <laughs> why don't you come out? I'm telling, I'm gonna come out. So that'd be another one there I'd love go. to see. All right. Right. Yeah, and when he said that, what did you tell him? Yeah. <laughs> 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 See, I thought that when I, when I was watching him climb that, what did you call that? The body, When I saw that, I thought Tom Cruise. I thought, yeah. okay, yeah. this is the Mission Impossible. This is, exactly. you know, in these yeah. movies, because Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise can do the ninja course. Tom Cruise will beat you in a UFC fight. Tom Cruise will beat you know where you go. Let's not forget about Zac Efron, who was doing the Baywatch, and he was doing the salmon ladder. Uh, and I think he had a salmon ladder off with uh, with uh, with the rock. With the rock, yeah. That guy's right. ripped. Now, the rock's gonna go with this. He's got the same issue you have. Yeah, the rock. I watch him at four o'clock in the morning because he helps motivate me Dude, to get up. Tense. I mean, and he's like four o'clock. You know, get up. I'm like, oh my god. Oh shoot! If Dwayne's getting up, I got to get you up know? for my workout. So, so that's hot. I, I, did you, I did you see Gail Godot come out? Wonder Woman. Yes. Because we've had yeah, Jesse nice Graff, too. our Wonder Woman, come out. Let's see what Gail can do. <laughs> there you She's go. Wouldn't that be cool if you got the, like the whole uh, super uh, the league of right? the Justice yeah, League? Justice League. Yeah, yeah, that's right? going to be interesting to see which celebrities. Uh, A lot of them have said they want to. You know, and the reality is it depends on their shooting schedule. But the other thing is like. 
you you don't just walk on this course and have six. We've had Super Bowl athletes, Olympic gold medalists come out, and unless you train, unless you put time in on the obstacles, you're just not going to walk out there and do it. Well, that's kind of the the mental syntax also because Drew had said tonight that he said, what I have to do better is stick to my plan, get my plan of how I'm going to hit each yeah, obstacle. Right. So there is that mental side. And, it really is. And it seems to me that in the progression of an episode, you know, they learn the course. They learn by watching the others, is, and so they get better and better. I, you know, look, nobody's watched as many runs as us. <laughs> I, and I will tell you, I'll sit up there, and people have said, you guys act like you know what you're doing. Well, yeah, that's our job. But, <laughs> but I will say, it is different. And we've tried the obstacles, and when you go down there, it is different when you're sitting there going, wait, from up there I see how to do it. <laughs> right. But when I'm actually here, yeah. I don't I don't know if I go across. You know, like, for example, let's take the floating steps. So many people were uh, last year, uh, two years ago, the quintuple steps. You know, it's so easy when you're watching at home because you don't have the same depth perception. Yeah. But when you stand on that platform, you go, wow, that is a huge gap. And, and it's and steep. To, yeah, it's steep. And then the, just to look at the water, it's like, okay, hold on. I've got to go from this platform and make it over that and over this amount of water. It plays a mind trick on you. I'm 6'6", six, six, and I know I have the legs, I mean, you know, span to go from one side to one side. And I did the bunny hop thing. I was like, bunny <laughs> right, hop, exactly. bunny hop. I was like, I didn't trust that I could do it. And I know how to explode and bound, but to bound through that big old thing was difficult. So, And that's just the beginning one. That's supposed to be the easiest of the of the obstacles. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. When you get on the course, you're getting punched in the face. Right. So, Can so I make a suggestion. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that? The lady, the lady in the booth here, the producer. Hi. That's everybody. beautiful. Access. I'm a huge, huge fan. Yeah. Huge fan. Okay. Um, for the celebrity one, I want all the Expendables yes. to do it. See, I want go. an Expendable oh, episode and watch all those old action heroes. See, I think we have a challenge. What's Ivan Drago's real name? Dolph Lundgren. Garden yeah, Cop too. Well, I am on the new season of Celebrity Apprentice with Al Schwarzenegger. Are you really? Yeah. And I'm trying. Are you, you going to ask him? I know uh, you got his phone number. Ask him. I don't do all the questions to the course. Yeah. So you can't tell us if you won. No, we know. Yeah, there's, there's. I'm sworn to secrecy. So, so we're we're almost out of time. But I got to ask you guys. Uh, Drew Dreschel out on the hang climb. Daniel Gill out on the ultimate cliffhanger. Were you guys were you guys shocked or did you guys kind of expect that no one would would make it? I, no, you know what I I, I thought someone was going to make it yeah. because it's so funny what happens after seeing Isaac and what he did. I, I look, I, I'm going to be honest. Last year when Isaac won, I didn't think we were because I had been that, that was what, seen it third yet. or fourth right. year. I was like, you know, we're never going to see it. Right, I, exactly. Like, our night's almost over. <laughs> going back to the hotel to go to sleep, and when that happened, I go, oh. Oh, oh, two? Oh, oh, this this is about to go down. We're about to see it for the first time. I mean, we had never seen it. I, and I was like, oh, this is about to happen. And mm. so this year coming into it, I was like, no, nah, nah, somebody's <laughs> doing this. Because there's one thing when you think to shut yourself down at 5 o'clock in the morning and you're mentally already getting ready to shut down so you can go to bed. And then somebody is, oh, I got to get, you know, get my mind. So I said, this time I stayed on full alert. <laughs> <laughs> so I did think someone was going to make it. I sure. Think, uh, yeah. Sure, I, Matt. When, when I looked at Gil and, and Drew being in there, not having the rock climbing background, I thought I thought it was going to be a real challenge to get through stage three. Right. And it's just, it's the grip strength and talking to the climbers. I mean, Caldero had said it, it's like, you know, you, well, muscles, you can, you can build most muscles up in, over the course of a year or two. Grip strength is something that's a decades-long process. And right. Dreschel has trained it relentlessly. But you, I just think, I think next year, you know, he'll be that much closer. But it's it's just, 
the difficulty of getting back to that point again. It's going to be a real challenge. Yeah, you know, sometimes in those situations, adrenaline kicks in, and right. you know you get this outer body experience where you're just doing something like, well, shoot, I didn't even know I could do that because you smell victory. You smell, especially when you smell a million dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I mean, a million dollars would make you do some strange things. I know. I've done them. Well, it's, <laughs> no. it's, it's so heartbreaking seeing season eight wrap up without a million dollar winner. Hopefully season nine will bring a little more luck, but God knows it's not going to be any more forgiving We're than this season was. But guys, thank you so, so much our for pleasure. joining us. Oh, you guys are rock Where, thank you, thank you, guys. where can it. our yeah. fantastic thank viewers find Find you on social media, on TV, what at Matt Eisman, everything. Twitter, and I'm on Twitter. I right. have to spell mine. I'm at Akbar, A K B A R underscore Baja, G B A J A. Boy, that better for, be written down. Yeah, no and, one's getting that. And, 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 and that's for everything. And I'm gonna start Snapchatting more. I'm just, oh, you mean you're you the go. only one I who has look. your name? Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need, you, you need to have problems with SAG. Right. You go and ready. <laughs> uh, Chris Howard, where can they find uh, you? At Chris Howard, live on Twitter and Instagram, and, and hanging out with these guys on the course because we get to run next year. You guys are yeah. doing it. Yes. There you go. Keep really? your eyes out. I, as always, am Ty Matthews. You can find me online at Ty Matthews oh. PMA. So those various other after shows, including Monday Night Raw, Lucha. Uh, Lucha Underground, all that good stuff. Check it out. Uh, thank you so, so much for joining us all this season. Remember, if you're on iTunes, download, comment, review, subscribe, rate, five stars if you're nasty. If you're on YouTube, leave us a comment, leave us a thumbs up, find us on Twitter. Let's talk about all the great ninjas we're going to see in season nine. But guys, until then, okay, you talk fast. Peace. Peace. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.